Cold Storage is a podcast where each episode we pick a different story from the long history of comics and dissect and review it for your listening euphoria. Join us as we stumble our way through some of the most important storylines mixed with some of our favorites. Enjoy. Welcome back to Cold Storage. You I almost said Tales from the Parents' Basement. <laughs> I almost really did. <laughs> we were just talking about that uh, before the show. We used to do a podcast called Tales from the Parents' Basement, and we often reminisce. We do often. Of those days. Yeah. There were um, some good times. Yeah. No, we were talking about, because we just heard that, or I just heard recently that Around Comics podcast was back, and they were one of the podcasts that got me into, like, uh, wanting to do a comic podcast way back in the day and we both went out about the same time we came back around the same time too. yeah which so. is weird yeah i think it's just basically old white guys like not having a purpose anymore and we're just like oh let's, let's go back to yeah let's relive thing. the old glory days dude, yeah because that's back when we were cool so let's just do that thing again i kickstarting people's careers you know like yeah being some of the original podcasting like we you know when we used to do it it was it was like so Neanderthal the way we did it before. Yeah, and are now, you doing an ad right now for Anchor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're, don't worry, that's coming later. We'll get paid for that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you're right though. It was like it was weird because it was like uh, the Stone Age for podcasting, right? So it's yeah. like we had to figure out everything, and now it's so easy with Anchor. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so if you want to know how to make a podcast. <laughs> yeah so uh no but it's crazy man and uh yeah we back in the day we interviewed tons of people like fiona staples she got huge right yep francis manipole norm bray fogel because yeah. francis was doing we interviewed him right when he got on the flash right? yeah because you said what's the character you want to work on the most and he like wouldn't tell us his next project which was the flash and it came out like just like a couple months after you'd asked wait him. we interviewed him before the flash yeah what, what was he doing that we Wanted to review him. He did a um, well. He did a Superman Batman uh, team up where the worlds were like all messed up. Um, and oh, he did a he did like something Superman. Yeah, right? yeah. Because I remember that we were talking about this big uh, uh, this splash he did of Clark it was Kent almost in Smallville. Like a, was it a year Superman year one or something like that? Oh, dude, I wish I could remember. I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. It was maybe one of the reboots of Superman or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I forgot about that, and it was pre. It was, it was like right before Flash, yep. though, because you said like, what's your he must have announced like, it because yeah, because when we released the episode, we released it with a Flash cover. It must have been between the time that we talked to him and released it. I don't know. So yeah. within like that two week span, yeah, somewhere I don't know. You asked him his favorite project, what project he wants to work on the most, and it happened to be the he wouldn't answer it. So then, how do you know that it was the Flash if he wouldn't answer it? <laughs> I don't know. Somehow, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But uh, no, you're right. But uh, yeah, it was, you know, um, man. Yeah, it was him. Like you said Fiona Staples before she started working on. Uh, Way before she did Saga, actually. Yeah, Saga. She was doing North 40 at the time. You yep. remember that book? Yep, North 40. That was a cool book, dude. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah, dude, we did uh, Norm, like Dave you, Stewart. Norm Ray Fogel, Dave Stewart, yeah. Mike Allred, uh, Dan Frega a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, Remender. Um, oh, uh, J.H. Williams the third. Yeah, J. Yeah, that was a good one. When he was doing Batwoman. Yeah, yeah, dude. So we'll have to re- release those again somehow. I wonder if we can do it available. on this show. <laughs> That'd be awesome, but just know. cash in. Yeah, uh, exactly. Why not? <laughs> it's like a double cheeseburger. <laughs> Sorry, other tells for the parents' basement guys, but we're using all of our old stuff to make that sweet advertising money. That's right. <laughs> um, so today, I okay. So I have a bad habit of pre-ordering things on Amazon. I've noticed that, dude. Just like boom, pre-ordered it. Yeah, because it's easier than buying it. It uh, is because like I'll forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it just comes. So I actually um, forgot about actually speaking of Michael Red, um, the uh, Dick Tracy Dead or Alive. Um, oh, you did first trade or trade that? No, I don't know if it's the only trade. I don't know. I um. Yeah, it's anyway, got to be the first one. It just—it's it's, got to be the the only one out right now. Yeah, uh, it just showed up in my house today. Because oh, I forgot yeah. I pre-ordered it months and months ago. <laughs> so it was a nice surprise to go from so, work and have that. So when you pre-order on Amazon, do uh-huh. they uh, do they charge you when it ships or when you pre-order it? When I, when it ships. Oh, yeah. So I don't have to buy it up front. So that doesn't come out of the budget your wife gave you for this month? Um, It comes out of... Yeah, it, 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 came, oh. it comes out of... So it comes out of next month's budget because I already oh. blew this month's budget. Because oh. I'm so used to just buying stuff on eBay now with like you know old comics on eBay, and so I, I totally forgot about. It. And I and then uh, when it said it shipped on my phone, I'm like, oh crap. Because that's dude, like just tell your wife that it was like dish towels or something that you ordered, and she doesn't know <laughs> that that was a pre-order. I totally she? should. <laughs> right, no, except she for you doesn't. probably share the same Amazon account, so she can yeah, check up. Yeah, she you. can. Yeah, she saw it. I was like, yeah. So about this book, she's like, yeah, I know Dick Tracy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it was an accident. <laughs> I mean, it was, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, dude, she just uh, she just have her read it, dude. Maybe she'll. I doubt understand. it. <laughs> yeah. I, I read the first issue. I have the first issue of that, and mm-hmm. it was good. I didn't like that it wasn't drawn by Mike Allred. Um, yeah. But it's inked by him, I it think. It is inked by yeah. him. It's colored by Alora, and uh, his son wrote it. Right. But the artist, I don't know the artist that actually did it. Yeah. I'm too but, out of touch. No, I liked it, though. It was fun. It definitely felt like old school Dick Tracy, which was really cool. It has like an old school feel to it. So Nice. Yeah, I was all about that. Yeah, it's cool. Anything else? Yeah, Um. so... Easter was recent. I don't want to date this podcast, so you don't know. When you just it came did out. it. You actually just dated it. <laughs> Easter was recent. It was in the past year. Okay. Yeah. Easter it was, past, was, it was in, the in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so uh, you know, my older kids know there's no Easter money or whatever. But my youngest. Spoiler she, alert. Spoiler. You forgot to oh, say crap. that before. Any of you kids, close your ears right now. Dude, dude. I listen to podcasts in the car with my kids. In fact, so. There's very little podcasts that don't curse um, that, that yeah. uh, I can listen to with my kids. And other people might like our podcast because we don't curse that much, just a little bit. And so they're probably listening to this with their kids right now. Oh, I'm sorry, kids. There is an Easter bunny. <laughs> okay, so, na- now parents, okay. uh, mm-hmm. turn off. Turn off right now. Yeah. Okay, so um, um, there's actually a couple of funny comic stories, but I'll just tell this one. So um, anyway, I got, I got my youngest daughter a um adventure time co- by kaboom studios um or 
comic publishing, whatever. Um, volume three. I just got volume three because there's no continuity necessarily to it. Um, and so she's like opening her basket and she like starts pulling stuff out and she sees the book and she's like, I'm saving the best for last. So she keeps pulling all this candy out and clothes and then she pulls out the book last and she's like, this is awesome. And so like she has almost re- read through it in like two days. Dang, dude. Yeah. And she, um, you know, she's a second grade. So I feel like I've got her hooked now. She wants the first two volumes now. She's asked for them. So I think I've finally hooked her into comics. Dude, so with pretty, Adventure Time, yeah, huh? Well, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I've never see, read their comics, but the cartoon's good. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember liking it. Um, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So then what are you going to get her to next? Um, I don't know, man. Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. I was actually thinking that because we actually watched the movie. Um, all the rest of the family was gone. Oh yeah. Um, so just me and her were home alone, and we watched Dick Tracy together. And she thought it was a good movie. She she thought it was awesome. So sorry, Kelly's other two daughters. He has a favorite. <laughs> I don't sorry. have a favorite. Sorry, other two daughters, if you're listening. <laughs> So, uh, yes, this, tonight's wonderful episode, The Savage Dragon 34 and 35. Better known as? The team up with Hellboy. Yep. And uh, it was a comic book. <laughs> yeah, 1996. <laughs> um, so 97. Uh, well... December 96, issue 34. Uh, okay, there you now, go. Now, February of 97 was number 35. So that means they probably actually came out in 96. Both of them did because they're always cover dated a few months before. Yeah, like two months. Or three Dude, months I found out the reason for that. Did Why you is that? Know? No, I don't know. So the cover date is was actually originally put on there so um, retailers knew when to take them off the shelves. Back when, before the direct market, uh-huh. um people who bought comics or who sold comics, you know, like uh, grocery stands. stores or okay. newsstands or whatever, Pharmacies. they could return the unused or the unsold ones. Right. right. Um, so that date was to tell them when it, they could return it basically. So, uh, so like it would come out in say October, but the date would be December. That means it would stay on their newsstands for, until December. And then once and then, December hit, then that's how they knew they could take it off and then, Return it for credit. I that, that is was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Thank yeah. you for that little bit of history. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'm done, man. You finish this up. Historian Spencer over here. That's great. <laughs> yeah, dude, will you start calling me that? Yeah, Historian Spencer. Yeah. Okay. Back in 1855, Jack Kirby was born. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> no, it's not. Definitely not. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, like we were saying, probably both these came out in 96, and I mm-hmm. was... Uh, Elbow nice deep life. in '96, man. Yeah, yeah, I was elbows deep yeah. <laughs> constantly. That's the year I graduated from high school. Ooh, yeah. Kelly was just entering high school. Yep, I was. Yeah. yeah. Looking up to me, he was like, "Oh man, that Spencer guy is so cool. One day I want to be his friend." And hold his and, hand. And you were just walking, riding along on your little ten-speed. You used to ride a ten-speed. A yellow then. one. Yeah. Yep. And I was yep. on a motorcycle, and I would just run you over all the time. Yeah. <laughs> run me off the road. <laughs> throw cans at me. And, yep. You know. And now look where we are. I throw mice <laughs> mice at you, like computer yes, mice. You do. Yeah. Those yeah. <laughs> are good old days. Oh, it was, dude. Uh, yeah. So this is a. Uh, so this was what issues thirty-four and thirty-five, right? So yes. This would be about probably the third or four, I guess 
I think uh, Savage Dragon started in 92, actually. So, yeah, about the fourth, fourth fifth year. year of Savage Dragon. He mm-hmm. was going pretty strong, man. So Yeah. Um, the the covers, um, I prefer the cover to 35 over 34. Do you really? Yeah. I don't like the cover to 35, dude. You don't? I don't think that looks like Hellboy. I, like, he's too... Um, it, it doesn't even look like how he draws Hellboy inside the book. Like, he doesn't draw him like that. Like, he's too thick his head is too thick like yeah he's got more of a narrow head inside the comic uh but yeah it's like this big thick head and it's just it's too it's too cheesy dude they're back to back with their guns up like yeah that's that's what's so awesome it's like the it's like the 90s like this all-encompass of the 90s dude dude it looks like a lethal weapon in fact I don't know. I bet that you it's it is not, a lethal weapon yeah. cover. Dude. That's what it does look like. I bet you it is. We'll, we'll have to yeah, double check yeah, that later. Weapon, but yeah, uh, yeah that, no, that's funny because I prefer the 34 because there's uh, uh, yeah, it's just more action. It's less posed looking, and there's like some Kirby crackle going on in the background. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I, I think uh, Eric Larson took a lot of uh, stuff from Kirby, didn't he? Oh yeah, like, no. Very dude, oh yeah, he's a huge Kirby, Kirby guy. In fact, in these books, there's some super. Huge Kirby, Kirby things, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so basically this is a team up of Hellboy and uh, Savage Dragon. Eric Larson did most of the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote it, he penciled it, and inked it, and everything. Mike Mignola was basically there just to make sure that Eric Larson didn't screw up uh, his character. Well, what's funny is it has Eric Larson, yeah, um, credited as all the stuff. And then Mike Mignola is Hellboy creator and speech therapist. Yeah, in the in the other issue, he calls him a dialogue coach uh, instead of speech therapist. Um, so yeah, basically, um, from reading the letters columns and stuff, uh, the way that they, the way he did it is is Eric Larson would write the script and then he'd give it to Mike Mignola, and Mike Mignola would just make it more Hellboyish, like. So Hellboy, it sounded like Hellboy would belong. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Um. So. Um, I don't think we're gonna go through this like page by page or anything like that, but it does open. This opening is so awesome. Um, Hellboy is in uh, Romania, 1952, and he's battling a armored uh, Hitler. Hitler's yeah. like in this like Iron Man suit with a big old Nazi symbol on it, and he's like just beating the crap out of Hitler. Yeah, and it's so cool because that's like it's so. Um... They managed to make it so Hellboy-esque and so Savage Dragon-esque because Savage Dragon's just known for like just ridiculous like stuff. You oh know? yeah, like, for sure. You know, like Hellboy in a big like ar- armored suit. You know, but the fact that it's dealing with Nazis, I, I said Hellboy yeah. instead of Hitler. It's, yeah, it's Hitler. I get those two mixed up all the time. <laughs> they are the same, aren't they? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Hitler in a big suit. Yeah, it's just it's cool that like they managed to mix these two. And dude, so. The first part of this seems very Mike Mignola. Oh, for right? sure, yeah. But it's drawn by Eric Larson, which is weird because even the faces, um, especially the first like three quarter splash, yeah, is very Mike Mignola esque. Yeah, like yeah. It, so what's interesting is I listened to back a long time ago. You remember those Hellboy cartoons uh-huh, that came yeah. out? So during that time, I listened to an interview with Mike Mignola on a podcast. I don't know if it was Word Balloon or if it was like... Us, uh, maybe. Yeah, us. He also the parents' basement. Or, I, or what's that one? Fanboy Radio. Remember them? 
Oh yeah, yeah. dude, forever ago. Yeah. Dude, they actually uh, it's funny uh, speaking and we were earlier we were speaking about comic book podcasts uh quitting and coming back. They went forever, dude, up until like last year or something like that. Really? Yeah. I like just randomly one time was like checking in on it and uh was like, "Oh, I wonder if these guys are still doing it." And I saw they were. So I listened to the episode and then the next week the episode came out was like their last episode that they ever did. Like they're like, "Hey, we're done. We're hanging up the towel." And it was like, crazy. "Oh wow, that's crazy." I started listening right before, but anyway, it was one of those. Mike Mignola was being interviewed about the cartoon, and they say, "What do you think about the style of mm-hmm. the cartoon or whatever?" And and he said he loves it. Um, he didn't want it to be in his own style, and that he he says he can't stand when people try imitating a style. Like that was like a, he he hated people drawing like him because right. he he thought they couldn't do it so it's interesting to me that mike mignola was actually you know pretty heavily involved in this project and you know he must not have had a problem with uh, eric larson's version of mike mignola right and he does good it's though dude. almost spot yeah. on yeah, like i'm surprised it's not mignola doing this part yeah um there was you remember there was that one hellboy cartoon uh the uh, the head something Amazing screw on head. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever uh-huh. watch that one? Yeah. Yeah. I think in that same thing, Mike Mignola was saying he didn't like that because, because it was the art tra- style was because they were trying to make trying it to his imitate. style. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And he said he preferred the Hellboy cartoon to yeah. the Amazing Screw on Head. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting, but yeah, clearly he he approved of Eric Larson doing his uh, style. I wish they would make a an action figure of this Hitler. Oh, that would be sweet. Dude. A golden, a giant golden robot suit with a Hitler. Head. I just don't, dude. I just don't think about what toy company is going to make a Hitler toy. <laughs> like, nobody dude, will. Yeah, yeah, nobody's gonna see that. Nobody would, but it would be so awesome. Cause like, imagine, like he's the ultimate villain, dude. I agree, but yeah, dude. I mean, part of you has to say, if you're buying a Hitler toy, you got to question yourself, dude. You're just like, okay, I'm spending money. On a on doll Hitler. of Hitler, yeah. But you got to think too, like, okay, well, they make action figures of Joker, and he's a mass murderer. He's crazy, right? Except they, for he's not real. That's the difference. <laughs> is he was never real. He didn't <laughs> actually kill anybody. <laughs> but Hitler was never really in a suit like this, so I could yeah, justify so change, it. <laughs> change the head, and you'd be good. So buy an. But that's what I should do. Buy an Iron Man toy <laughs> and put a swastika on it. <laughs> yeah, and rip the head off and put a Hitler head. Dude, you've just lost us so many <laughs> listeners. Oh, it'd be so. Yeah. If be... you guys could see Kelly right now, he, he doesn't. He has a shaved head, so he's kind of skinheady wow, looking. Wow, dude. Yeah. So, like, if you could hear him singing Hitler's, <laughs> if you could see him singing Hitler's praises right now, you would be really wary of uh, this show. I just think it'd be a cool action figure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's try to keep the racist stuff out. Yeah, we are, we mean, will definitely. Yeah, I, I know it's tough for you, dude. And, very, and very much. your your clan leader might be upset that you're not pushing the racist agenda, but let's just try to keep it out for now. Okay. Okay. Um, so <laughs> a little bit later, um, we run into this kind of ragtag team of uh, Savage Dragon villains. Um, I don't remember the name of this team, though. Dude, this part uh, was like it's weird. really confusing to yes. me because I'm not an average Savage Dragon reader, so I didn't recognize most of these people. And I actually, at first, I, could, I didn't even know if they were Savage Dragon or if they were Hellboy-like villains. One of the people in there looks like Lady Death, is it? There's like this vampire chick. Yeah, I don't think she is Lady Death, but she very, very much resembles her. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, and there's like... 
Dude, yeah, they're, I don't know. It's I was weird. hoping you had more info on these guys because, yeah, I don't know much about them. They're they're led by a guy named Cadaver or something like that. Yeah, and I, th- I believe he is a zombie, or, uh, and but he needs power of um, he needs other people to die so he can like continue to live basically. Okay. Um, there's like a ragman type character on the team, and then you have this like ape. Um, I can't remember his name now. All of a sudden, dude. I oh, uh, Brain Ape is what Brain Ape, is. yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's basically, from what I gathered, it was Hitler's brain yeah. on the ape. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, they took it out of Hitler's head. Yeah, well, because Hellboy uh, ripped off Hitler's head Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, and then somebody picked it up, uh, like this cool-looking good dude, like with just this, like, He's like a swastika on his face. Yeah, reminded me like a little bit of like something like Frank Miller would have done. I um, I thought the exact same thing you? when I see that. You know when uh, Dark Knight Returns and he fights that woman. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a very callback to that. It yeah. felt like. Uh, but yeah, he's like, oh, we basically like we got to do we got to do something with his head, man. So yeah, they implanted his brain into this. It's a cool looking character. This brain ape. He's just like this ape guy, but he has this like fishbowl on top of his head. That's bubbling. Uh, got Hitler's brain inside of it. And um, I feel like this brain ape is very much along the lines of like a Hellboy villain as well. Yeah. He feels a little bit more hell. Like, well, that's the thing is I don't know that much about Savage Dragon villains either. Um, but I know this this chicken dude that looks like a superhero that's mm-hmm. a villain. Um, he is a Savage Dragon villain. Yeah. Um, but he's like, he's totally 90s out. I mean, he's got like chrome boots. Right. You know, and bright blue pants and yellow cape. Anyway. Um, so essentially, um, Hellboy and, uh, and Savage Dragon meet on these railroad tracks. So basically Hellboy is, is in Chicago. Um, it's Christmas time. Yes. Christmas. And he's, uh, yeah. And he's supposed to be settling down for like a nice little, uh, dinner, uh, when he gets a call. And when I was telling you earlier that there's like some huge Kirby influence here, uh-huh. there's this mummy that comes out that looks just like a like it could be a Kirby monster. Oh, from for back sure, in the day, dude. Yeah. It's like it's huge and it's crawling out with these big arms, just like uh, if you look at a lot of um, yeah, a lot of the early Kirby monster stuff. Like they would be coming out from behind a building like this or something. You know, this really reminded me a lot of uh, Kirby, which is cool. It is definitely one of those poses. And, dude, that drawing, yeah, the drawing with the mummy coming out and Hellboy's in the foreground is yeah. just so freaking cool looking, dude. It's like, dude, I've got mad respect for Eric Larson, like, after, I mean, I always did have some respect for him. I thought his art's, like, a little, gets a little messy sometimes, because um, he's so loose with his art, but he wasn't loose at all on this, and I think it's because he had, you know, Mike Mignola breathing down his neck, right? So he's, like... Had to do it right. Yeah, like this art is tight. It's like oh, yeah. the tightest art I've seen of. It Eric looks Carson. really good. Yeah. Well, and especially like there's a page before that where um, Savage Dragon's like talking to his uh, buddy at like uh, at dinner at, at, during Christmas, and um, like their faces are just like kind of cartoony, sloppy, and then you like immediately look to the right, and then it's like a Hellboy and that mummy. And it's yeah. like totally done, like completely different style. There's a page, a, cu- a couple of pages before that. There's um, this. Uh, picture of like this cop car with a sirens oh yeah yeah uh-huh. that's so freaking cool man it, yeah. like it's the the lights are blaring you can almost hear the noise there's no even noise sound effect but you can almost hear the siren coming out just the way it's drawn because there's just uh these big huge bubbles for lights and it's just uh encircling and engulfing the car almost and then there's beams coming off of it and it's just it's drawn really and there's really a lot cool. of like motion to it too like you can feel the car coming yeah 
just yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rad. Um, in my book here, um, anyway, Hellboy starts battling that mummy. I have a Mike Mignola mm. uh, poster that I should rip out and put on my wall. Yeah, you should, dude. I, I'm, you probably could. I, I bet you could buy the comic for like six or seven bucks, probably. Just probably just buying like a six dollar poster, dude. I know. Yeah, that's a, do that. that's a deal, man. Yeah. Um, and then Hellboy. Well, the mummy throws this train on Hellboy. Yeah, that's a cool page. It too. is very cool. Yeah, because he like not just a train car. He throws the entire train of like yeah, it's like all the cars of like twenty connected. cars like connected. Yeah, <laughs> it's arched like a rainbow. <laughs> yeah, it's that's really cool. Well, he uh, throws on Savage Dragon, I guess. I'm sorry, because Hellboy's next to him. Okay, and so um, I can't remember how did they kill the mummy. So uh, Hellboy basically uh, starts to unwrap him, and then I think don't they catch him on fire or something? Yeah. They make him explode. Okay. Um, so they, they blow him up, and then there's, like, more of this stuff that happens with the uh, Savage Dragon uh, okay. te- villain team. So one thing I liked about this uh, uh-huh. about this series is that um, unlike any other um, superhero crossover that I've seen, like, they always got to battle each other, right? Like, right. that's, like, a thing you have to do. But these guys didn't do it to where it's just like, oh, here's a new person. Let's kick his ass. Like they did with like the uh, Justice League Avengers. It was like, right. oh, we don't know these people. Let's Before we them. ask any questions, let's just fight them. Yeah, and they didn't do that. They handled this like in such a unique way that like I've never seen it before. They, like they have Brain Ape controlling both of them and making them fight each other yeah well and, and Hellboy's just like using his big old fist and just like beating the crap out of out of Savage Dragon. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no. I mean, he does get in some good shots, but no, Savage. I mean, it, we're on to the second issue now, but yeah, yeah, Savage Dragon definitely has the upper hand on Hellboy. Um, in fact, yeah, he um, just keeps pounding him and pound like Savage Dragon is pounding the crap out of Hellboy, which I thought was funny because this is a, the reason why they never. The other problem I have with crossovers is nobody ever wins because no company wants to have their character be inferior the law, to the right. other one. So like, but in this one, Mike Mignola was cool enough to just like let Savage Dragon wail on him. And like, there's one part where Savage Dragon they has him uh, in the water and he's just pounding on Hellboy and Hellboy's arms sticking up, and he's just like, uh, <laughs> Hellboy says, um, "I'm really sorry about this." As he's pounding him. Be- because yeah, he's being right. controlled by Brain Ape. He's like, I'm really sorry about this. I thought we'd be more evenly matched. <laughs> Hellboy just has his arms sticking out of the water and he says glub. Because like, he's just getting like, destroyed by Savage Dragon. I thought it was cool that Mike Mignola was like cool enough. Because like, that's the thing is he knows Hellboy's cool. And that's what it should be for every crossover. You know your character's cool. So if he doesn't win, I mean, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Not, yeah. Well, and, I, and the other thing is, like, in a lot of Hellboy stories, too, Hellboy gets the crap kicked yeah. out of him a oh, lot. Yeah, for sure. Like, he just takes a beating. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, there's another Kirby monster or a Kirby-esque type monster that comes out of the water. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, yeah. beautiful. Big time Kirby monster. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing, um, too, is uh, another crossover that did this was... Um, this crossover gets a lot of crap from people, but I like it, so shut up. Um, the Spawn Batman one. <laughs> uh, that Frank Miller and Todd McFarlane yeah. did. Um, that was pretty evenly matched throughout the whole thing, but then at the very end, Batman throws a battering into Spawn's face. Yeah, it's and, like, like sticking that's out of his ends. head or yeah, something. Yeah, and I thought yeah. that was cool too because yeah, Todd McFarlane was like, yeah, that's cool, and he kept he actually kept it for like 
I don't know, 20 or 30 issues. He kept like oh, that's right. Spawn's face like cut open and he had a shoelace that he'd laced his face back together uh-huh. with. And he had that shoelace in it for like forever after that crossover, which I thought was pretty cool that he was cool enough to uh, be able to let that happen. But yeah, anyway, uh, like you said, another huge freaking Kirby water monster comes out and he's so cool looking. Uh, he has these little tiny beady eyes, but he's got these humongous teeth and like these fins on the side of his head and he's coming after him and it's just it, yeah it's really cool it's, it's red and and oh yeah so so brain ape is making these guys fight each other but they've gotten far enough away because that's the savage dragon had this idea to um because he couldn't control he couldn't stop himself from beating up hellboy right but he was like but he could push a little bit harder so he pushed him onto this like was, was it it's a like train? a dock or, yeah anyway it was well, across it was, the water yeah it was some place that would move him because it was to move him to get away i thought from him and yeah and then he got on a oh, brain ape yeah, got on sorry. a motorcycle it was a flatbed truck yeah and okay. then brain ape gets on a motorcycle and so it's like a car chase right. for a minute and so yeah eventually brain ape just gives up but then brain ape starts controlling this monster to get him out and the monster uh swallows him up and he's brain ape is cheering and he's like yes i killed him yay and then the monster walks away, which gets them dip more distance again from Bane Ape. Yeah. Um, so there is, they actually get stuck inside this uh, this monster's belly. Yes. Um, and uh, there's pirates inside the belly. Yeah, skeleton, right? skeleton pirates. Yeah, dead pirates. And the funniest part about it is they make this joke, like, uh, as, well, it's not a joke, but they make this comment while they're in there fighting these pirates that they say, um, Wait a minute. What kind of pirates are these? This is a lake monster. So, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's funny that they uh, actually, and they're in Chicago. So it's like the whatever lake is in Chicago. I forgot what it is, but uh, Lake Erie. Yeah, no, maybe I don't it's, know. it's one of the great lakes. Lake it, yeah. yeah, but uh, a great uh, one. Sorry, we don't know our geography, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So it's funny that like they. They they have these like total like Pirates of the Caribbean pirates in this guy's belly or in this monster's belly, and then they the comment that oh this is a lake but that's what's cool about the story is it's like it doesn't matter you know like it just makes just the story fun, cooler dude, like yeah. that's the thing is like they what you said they are having fun and it just seems like they just put whatever they could into this right uh, book and this this issue has a Jay Lee pinup of the two of correct those, right? yep. which isn't as great I don't love this one no but, it's not as good as Magnolia's yeah well. Not many things are. Yeah, dude, it's, it's hard. To, yeah. Manila. So uh, anyway, the army gets called in, or, mm-hmm. or the air force, and they shoot this monster to pieces, dude. Like, they shoot them full of holes with missiles and stuff. And then they climb out, but there's only one way out. Yep, it's out is <laughs> yeah. wrecked them. Yeah, and so there's this like <laughs> panel of savage dragon climbing out between his butt cheeks. <laughs> He's like pushing up out of it. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah, it's just so cool, dude. Like this, like like stuff like that. It's just so fun. Um, then they eventually get uh, they take Brain Ape's uh, fishbowl off. Uh huh. And then Hitler's brain is running away. <laughs> He's got legs and arms, and it's like, yeah, just running. Yeah. And Hellboy's trying to shoot it. It's so ridiculous at this <laughs> it's point. It's like, awesome. Yeah, dude. It, literally, his brain grows, <laughs> has like these tubes coming out of it that it uses his legs to run away. And uh, then, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I didn't have anything. I was going to say, Savage Dragon, um, after Hellboy keeps missing with his shots, Savage Dragon uh, said, I can't remember what he says, but it's like, uh, he says to Hellboy, he's like, man, you suck. 
I'd like to see you try. Oh, that's what Hellboy responds. And he's like, done. And then he throws this knife and it stabs right into Hitler's brain. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, they shake hands. And then uh, Hellboy's like, okay, I'm off to go uh, to go do some other stuff. And he's like, okay. And, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that your impression yep. of... Uh, okay, guys. Savage, was that Savage Dragon or Hellboy? It, it was Savage Dragon. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. I never, Chicago. I never pictured... Uh, I love the bulls. The bulls. <laughs> the bulls. The bears. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We're sorry. I, yeah, I'm sorry yeah, for yeah. everybody that's listening. Um, so, um, for your enjoyment, you Mine? can probably... For yours, Spencer. Oh, yes. Okay. Sorry, listeners. This is just for me. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, this is like super 90s nostalgia. Um, not necessarily like your young blood or like your spawn or anything like that, but... Um, if you're a friend of a fan of Eric Larson, you already know about this book, I'm sure. Yeah. The Savage Dragon Hellboy team up, but um, reading through it, I just felt a lot of '90s nostalgia. Um, yeah, that's funny. I didn't. It didn't reek of '90s to me, but uh, I really did enjoy it. I mean, it did feel a little '90s just in the fact that it was Savage Dragon, and the last time I really read Savage Dragon a lot was the '90s, but. Uh, I just, it was better than I thought. It was far better than I thought it was going to be actually. And, uh, and I, yeah, I just think it was really good. Um, in fact, instead of going to watch that Hellboy movie that came out a little while ago, you should read this book instead. <laughs> because uh, so much better. From what I hear, <laughs> this book is way better than that Hellboy movie. Why, that's, they should have just done a Savage Dragon Hellboy crossover. Know, dude, that, how cool would that awesome, movie be, dude? It'd be so rad. Oh, dude, I, a live-action Savage Dragon, I could be all about that, dude. Yeah. If it was done by Marvel. If Marvel made the movie, I'd Yes, was Marvel... Did, is Savage Dragon Marvel or DC? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly read a thing. He was searching this book on Google. And uh, yeah, like Google give you suggested uh, searches, and one of the suggested searches was this Hellboy Marvel or DC. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like, yeah, if you think about it, like to the common person, like how could there be a comic movie that isn't Marvel or DC, right? It probably like blows right. their mind. It's like, it's not either, it's Dark Horse, and more specifically, it's Mike Mignola, because Mike Mignola owns all the rights to Hellboy, right? So, right. And, like, that would make no sense to your average, like, uh, comic book movie fan that, like, it's a dude. It's just some dude that owns this character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, why Why wouldn't Hellboy show, show up and just, like, punch Thanos in the face? Yeah. Or it, why isn't there a... Uh, uh, the, why w- wasn't there a Stanley cameo in the new Hellboy movie? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Excelsior. <laughs> is that what he would have said? I'm sure it is. Yeah. Enough said. Enough said. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up for our Savage Dragon Hellboy uh, story. I hope you enjoyed. Well, we hope you enjoyed. Um, we would like to hear your comments, concerns, complaints. Whatever you got. Recipes. Recipes. Yes. Re- tons of recipes, please. Yeah. I need a new Alfredo sauce. Um, Ke- send, keto-friendly what? recipes. Yes. Yeah. Or paleo recipes. Or just uh, Res- non, yeah. non-diet recipes. Just whatever you want. Yeah. Send us some recipes. <laughs> that and, sounds great. And some references uh, for college admissions. And... Um, applications 
I want some money dude. so that we could bribe people to get into college. <laughs> dude, I can't believe Aunt Becky, dude. I know Aunt Becky. Yeah. What a dirtbag. She's going to go to prison, dude. She deserves it, though. <laughs> Don't be like Aunt Becky. Leave us a review on iTunes. She never did. You don't want to be like Aunt Becky. Nope, exactly. She's a criminal. Yep. Right? And that's a slippery slope, my friend. Yep. She's never emailed us at Cold Storage Podcast. The Cold, cold, sto- the cold Storage the cold Podcast storage. at gmail.com. She's mm-hmm. never done that. Nope. Don't be like her. And she never followed us on Instagram at Cold Storage Podcast. Yeah. So screw you, Lori Laughlin. <laughs> I thought her name was Aunt Becky. Screw you, Aunt Becky. <laughs> Yes, so do those things. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Or a four-star. We'll accept a four-star. Yes. four-star is good. Well, didn't you say you're going to give money if they did a four-star? Did we say that last time? Deals we take off. that back. Yeah. Yeah, deals off. Uh, yes. In fact, is that how we got? Actually, we did, I think we did. Oh, actually, I don't think we've released that episode yet where we offered to pay people. So we're good. Maybe it'll skyrocket. If it works, we won't pay you. But if it doesn't work, we will because we can't afford it if lots of people do Exactly. I could afford up to 20 reviews. A dollar per review, up to 20 reviews. Yeah. So first 20 reviews, let us know who you are. But you have to actually put some comments in there so we know who you are. And you, we'll have, to, and, and you have to send us postage. So send us two stamps. <laughs> and we'll send you a buck. <laughs> we'll send you a mail. dollar. And we'll sign the dollar bill. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, dude, that's against the law. I don't care. Dang. Dude. You have to go. Dude. <laughs> um... Yeah, so please, wherever you listen to uh, this podcast, leave us a review. Thanks, guys. And follow. The Follow us. <laughs> Bye. Bye.